ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so today we're going to begin Kitabus Sayyam from the book Umdatul Ahkam with the explanations of Ash-Shaykh Al-Fawzan as the basis and also some benefits from Ash-Shaykh Al-Thaymeen Rahimahullah Ta'ala. So Kitabus Sayyam, the chapter of fasting, Allah Rahimahullah Ta'ala كتاب الصيام لما فرغ من الأركان الثلاثة التي هي شهادتان والصلاة والزكاة أما الركن الأول وهو شهادتان فهذا في كتب العقائد لم يذكره هنا بناء على أن له كتب خاصة لأهمية هذا الركن فإنه نعم سو الشيخ الفوزان says هي ذات after the other three chapters which is the chapter of prayer and the chapter of zakat and we have of course the chapter regarding the shahadatan but that is always mentioned in separate books in the books of aqidah and this is a book of fiqh so we now come to the chapter of fasting and that is what we want to cover right now. So what does the word as-sayam mean? As-sayam fi huwa al-imsak. Linguistically speaking, as-sayam it means to hold back from something. To hold back and to restrict yourself from doing something. So linguistically that could be even speech, for example. Al-imsaku anil kalam, mathalan yusamma sayaman. So holding back from speaking, for example, can linguistically be called sayam. كَمَا أَمَرَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ مَرْيَمْ فَقُولِي إِنِّي نَظَرْتُ لِلرَّحْمَانِ سَوْمًا فَلَنْ أُكَلِّمَ الْيَوْمَ إِنْسِيًّا When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Maryam to say Indeed I vow to Ar-Rahman سَوْم I vow the fasting But what type of fasting? فَلَنْ أُكَلِّمَ الْيَوْمَ إِنْسِيَّةِ I will not speak to anyone. So the fasting from speech, meaning holding back from talking, holding back from speech. الْإِمْسَاكُ عَنِ الْكَلَامِ مَثَلًا So that is what it means linguistically. Linguistically, it means to hold back from doing something. Islamically, though, أَمَّا الصَّيَامُ فِي الشَّرْعِ 
فهو الإمساك عن المفطرات بنية من طلوع الفجر الثاني إلى غروب الشمس It is to hold back from everything that breaks your fast with an intention from the entry time of Fajr up until Maghrib. From the entry time of Fajr up until Maghrib. So you must have an intention and you must hold back from all of the things that break your fast like eating, drinking, intercourse, etc. from the time of Fajr when it enters up until sunset. هذا هو الصيام شرعا ولا بد أن يكون معه نية and you have to have an intention when you do it أما لو أمسك عن الأكل والشرب والمفطرات بدون نية فهذا يسمى صياما في اللغة لكن لا يسمى صياما في الشرع If somebody held back from eating and drinking all day from Fajr till Maghrib but without any intention of fasting then can it still count as a fast because they didn't eat anything they didn't drink anything they didn't do any of the things that break your fast all the way from Fajr time entering up until Maghrib they've done it so can it still count as a fast because they didn't make the intention though but they've done everything though no eating no drinking no nothing all day it cannot count as a fast Islamically. Linguistically, they've done the fasting. They've held back from food and drink and everything all day. But they didn't make the intention. So it cannot be considered a fast Islamically. And that is because the Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئِمَّا نَوَى that indeed actions are in accordance to your intentions and everybody will have what they intended so if you intended to fast then it counts as a fast but if you never intended to fast then it can't count as a fast even if you don't eat and you don't drink etc وَلِهَذَا الْأَطِبَّةِ إِذَا أَرَادُوا أَنْ يُحَلِّلُوا لِلشَّخْصِ يَقُولُونَ لَهُ تَصُومْ يعني لا تأكل ولا تشرب حتى يؤخذ التحليل يقولون له صم يعني صياما لغويا وليس بصيام شرعي The doctors when they want to take a sample like a sample of blood from someone, they will say to you, before you come in for that sample to be taken, don't eat or drink for the whole morning. All that morning, don't eat or drink anything before you come to take the sample out of you. So in Arabic, they will say to them, sum, meaning don't eat and don't drink all day or all morning before you come for that sample to be taken out of you. That is obviously linguistically speaking fasting, not Islamically. 
وصيام شهر رمضان هو أحد أركان الإسلام وهو الركن الرابع قد فرض على قد فرض على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في السنة الثانية من الهجرة. So fasting the month of Ramadan it is an obligation a pillar of al-Islam it was obligated upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the fourth year sorry in the second year of hijrah in the second year of the hijrah it was obligated upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which means the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fasted how many times Ramadan? How many Ramadans did the Prophet sallallahu fast during his life? How many times, how many years? Hmm. Who knows? Eleven times? Nine times, eight times. So the Prophet ﷺ fasted nine Ramadans. He fasted nine Ramadans, nine years. Then after that, the Prophet ﷺ died. وَصَوْمُ شَهْرِ رَمَضَانِ وَاجِبٌ بِالْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ وَالْإِجْمَاعِ Fasting the month of Ramadan is an obligation mentioned in the Qur'an, in the Sunnah and by consensus of the scholars. As for the Qur'an, it mentions يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصَّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبَلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ O you who believe fasting has been prescribed upon you, obligated upon you, just like it was prescribed upon those who came before you. So the other nations who came before in history, even from the time of Nuh onwards, they used to fast, different types of fasting, but they used to fast. So it is obligatory and the hadith which show it's obligatory, we're going to go through those now anyway. And the first hadith that we have is Anabi Hurairata radiyallahu anhu qal, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la tuqaddimu Ramadan bi sawmi yawmin aw yawmain illa rajulan kana yasumu sawman fal yasumah. هذا الحديث نهى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيه عن تقدم رمضان بيوم أو يومين كأن يقول من باب الاحتياط أصوم قبل رمضان أخشى أن يكون هل الهلال ولم يرى أو أخشى أن الهلال يظهر الليلة ولكنهما رؤيا فيصوم من باب الاحتياط يوما أو يومين هذا نهى عنه الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تقدم رمضان بسوم يوم أو يومين. If a person says as a precaution, just to be on the safe side, I'm gonna fast a day or two extra leading into Ramadan, 
because maybe the moon was out tonight and nobody saw it maybe on the off chance Ramadan might be tonight even though they're announcing tomorrow so I'm gonna just start fasting from today I'm gonna start fasting from today even though they're announcing they're announcing that it starts tomorrow I'm gonna start from today the fasting so from that Fajr in the morning he starts and does the fasting from that day just to be safe just in case the Prophet said it's not allowed to do that you're not allowed to start a day before Ramadan or two days before Ramadan just in case Ramadan starts earlier than what people think just in case Ramadan starts and the people miss the moon you can't do that the Prophet said here do not precede Ramadan with a day or two before it because that would then be extra in terms of the worship that is prescribed it is not prescribed to fast 31 days or 32 days of Ramadan 30 days maximum so it is not allowed to add this extra worship on top this is an extra on the worship of Ramadan Ramadan is only one month you cannot add an extra couple of days onto that month that would even end up being a bid'ah it could even end up potentially being a bid'ah so a person does not do that uh, this would be considered as extremism in the religion of Allah extremism and exaggeration in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a person who adds on extra days at the beginning of Ramadan there is a clear sign as to when Ramadan begins what is that clear sign as to when Ramadan begins? The full moon, the sighting of the moon, the new moon. So if that new moon is seen, then Ramadan begins. What if the new moon isn't seen? Then what do you do? No Ramadan, that's it. What do you do then? Wait till you see it. On the 29th, you go out there, you look and you don't see it. On the 30th, you go out there and you look and you don't see it. What happens if you don't see it on the 29th and you don't see it on the 30th? Automatically, you start fasting the next day because a month can't be more than 30 days. So that's how you start. Islamically it can't. I know in the calendar that everybody is used to it can. But in the Islamic calendar you can't go over 30 days. So that's how you would start. You can't start adding on extra days outside of that. If it's the 29th day and they don't see the moon, then you've still got one more day to go yet. You can't just say, well let's just fast tomorrow just in case. What if the moon was out tonight? 
let's just start tomorrow. We might end up doing 31 days in the end, that means, but at least we'll be safe. You can't say that. You can't, because the hadith says, don't add on extra days like that. Wait for the moon sighting. If it doesn't happen, then after 30 days, start your fasting. So anything extra like that on top of the worship, the extra day or two, it would be rejected. Because the hadith of the Prophet says, Man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna rad. Whomsoever does an action that is not from our religion, then it will be rejected. وفي رواية من أحدث في أمرنا هذا ما ليس منه فهو رد Whoever brings about something new into this religion of ours then it will be rejected الإنسان نعم ثم استثنى But there is an exception Normally you cannot fast extra days leading into Ramadan but there is an exception the hadith mentions إلا رجلا كان يصوم صوما فليصوم a person, al-insan, al-lithi kana yasumu tatawu'an, hadha, mathalan, wafaq, kana huwa yasumu al-ithnayn wal-khamis, wafaqa annahu qabla Ramadhan biyawm, annahu yawm al-khamis, a yawm al-ithnayn, fayasumuhu min ajli aadatih. A person who normally fasts on those days, for example, somebody normally fasts Mondays and Thursdays, and on the imagine he fasts every Monday on Saturday night is the 29th they go out and they look for the new moon or on the Sunday night is the 29th they go out and look for the new moon and they don't see it so the next day is the 30th which means Ramadan is going to start on Tuesday is he allowed to fast Monday then hadith here says don't do it don't fast a day or two before Ramadan but he usually fasts Mondays anyway, not because of Ramadan, even without Ramadan, he usually fasts Mondays anyway. The hadith says he's allowed, because he usually fasts Mondays anyway. Mm. Intention, yes, his intention is his usual habit of fasting Mondays. That's the reason why he is allowed to fast. If his intention is his usual habit of Monday, then he can fast. If his intention is about the Ramadan and the precaution, then no. Do both intentions? No. Your only intention is because you normally fast Mondays. You don't do the intention about Ramadan because Ramadan, they didn't see the moon yet. Ramadan's going to be Tuesday, so you can't do the Ramadan intention with it. Anybody else who has a habit of fasting certain days, or even, for example, somebody made a vow. They made a vow that they were going to fast before Ramadan comes. And now there's only one day left. So they have to do their vow. Or you got days left to make up from last year. And there's only a couple of days left before this Ramadan. You still got a day left to make up. Then you got no choice. You're going to have to fast. Even though it ends up being a day or two before Ramadan. And your intention is going to be to make up that fast from last year. So those types of reasons are okay, but generally just fasting a day or two before Ramadan, precaution, etc. is not allowed. We'll discuss that in the next hadith, it's going to come up. 
The second hadith then, عن عبد الله ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إذا رأيتموه فصوموا وإذا رأيتموه فأفضروا فإن غم عليكم فقدروا له this hadith it now says, Umar ibn al-Khattab says, uh, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma says, that I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi say, when you see it, then fast. And when you see it, then do read. And if it's covered up, then estimate. See what? The moon. The hadith is talking about the moon. Because this is the sign for when a month starts and a month ends. The new moon sighting. So here the Prophet ﷺ said, when you see the new moon, then start your fasting. And when you see the new moon at the end, it means stop your fasting. Next day is Eid. And if it's covered up, you can't see the new moon, then it says, لَهُ Then estimate it. We'll explain what that means in a moment. So, إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهُ الْهِلَالِ If you see the new moon, then start fasting. وَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهُ فَأَفْضِرُوا فَعَلَّقَ الصَّيَامُ وَالْإِفْضَارِ بِرُؤْيَةِ So fasting and then ending the fasting and doing Eid, both of those are linked to the sighting of the moon. وَنَعْمْ فَدَلَّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ إِذَا رُؤِيَ الْهِلَالُ وَجَبَ السَّوْمُ وَإِذَا رُؤِيَ هِلَالُ شَوَّالُ وَجَبَ الْإِفْضَارُ وَهَذِهِ وَاحِدَ مِنَ الْعَلَامَاتِ So if you see the new moon, you have to start fasting for Ramadan. And if you see the new moon at the end, you have to stop and do Eid. That's one of the signs of how to work out when Ramadan starts and when it ends. And when it says, when you see it start, and when you see it stop and do Eid, does that mean every Muslim has to see it? So how many people have to see the new moon for you to start the Ramadan, and to end the Ramadan? One person. لَيْسَ مَعْنَاهُ رَأَيْتُمُوهُ كُلُّكُمْ بَلْ إِذَا رَآهُ وَاحِدٌ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَهُوَ عَادِلٌ فَإِنَّهُ يُقْبَلُ خَبَرُ Even if one Muslim sees the new moon, and a, a trustworthy Muslim, then his information can be accepted. كَمَا يَأْتِي أَنَّ نَبْسَ سَلَّمْ صَامَ وَأَمَرَ بِالصِّيَامْ بِنَاءً عَلَى رُؤِيَةِ ابْنِ عُمَرِ وَفِي مَرَّةِ أُخْرَى أَمَرَ النَّاسِ بِالصِّيَامْ بِنَاءً عَلَى رُؤِيَةِ الْأَعْرَابِ so even if one trustworthy Muslim sees the new moon, then the beginning of Ramadan is done. And if the end of it is seen by one, and sometimes they say by two for that one, but many mention one again, then it is the end and Eid is to be done. فَإِذَا رَآهُ وَاحِدٌ لَزِمَ النَّاسِ كُلُّهُمَ السَّوْمِ لِأَنَّ الْمُرَادِ رَأَيْتُمُوهُ يَعْنِي يَرَاهُ جَمَاعَةٌ أَوْ تَرَاهُ كُلُّكُمْ 
هذا يبينه ما ذكرناه من الحديث الأخرى أن الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم اعتمد على رؤية واحد من المسلمين خلافا لأهل البدع الذين لا يصومون إلا في الليلة الثالثة أو الرابعة حتى يراه كل الناس Some people of innovation they don't start fasting up until the second or third day of Ramadan having started because they want to wait until everybody has seen the new moon and that is wrong when one person sees that new moon then the fasting can begin so on the 29th day of this month which is Shaban on the 29th day that evening people are going to go out and look for the new moon if they see it then that's it the announcements will be made and everybody can start fasting what if they don't see it nobody sees the new moon no announcement anywhere then the next day carries on as the 30th of Shaban and the day after will automatically be the first day of Ramadan what happens if on the 29th day of Shaban they go out and look for the moon but it's a cloudy night so you can't tell if the moon is there or not or if you can't tell it's a cloudy night maybe the new moon is there but because of the weather that night you can't tell if it's there estimate how but it's not going to be a full moon the new moon is going to be a tiny moon present so how, what are you going to do you go out on the 20 you, normally if you go out on the 29th and it's a clear sky you look around nobody sees it then that's it next day is 30th of Sha'ban and then Ramadan the day after that but on the 29th if you go out there looking for the moon it's cloudy everywhere so you can't tell you don't know if the moon's out there or not you couldn't see then what do you do telescope but it's clouds even a telescope can't go through the clouds it's not going to do anything you just start the next day no this is the 29th day you're looking so next day could be the 30th day still but what if somebody says but it's cloudy we can't tell what if the moon is there what if tomorrow is Ramadan what you gonna do different angles not gonna make any difference there's clouds everywhere do istikhara do istikhara and then uh -huh. so if you go out on the 29th day and it's all covered up if it's clear if it's clear and you can see there's no moon anywhere no problem next day you know is 30th of Sha'ban but the problem is if it's not clear cloud and rain and fog and everything and you can't tell if the moon is out or not so now you don't know if tomorrow is the 30th of Sha'ban or the first of Ramadan maybe the moon was there so that's the question what do you do then hadith says estimate then how do you estimate like we just said before a month cannot be more than 30 days and the hadith says if you see it then start have you seen it you couldn't see it cloud cover everything you couldn't see it so you haven't seen it so you can't start Ramadan you haven't seen it 
So next day is gonna have to be Sha'ban still. But estimating means only one more day you can estimate a Sha'ban. Because if you go out the next night, the 30th now, and it's still cloud cover anywhere, everywhere. Now, if you estimate it, you're gonna have to estimate the next day as definitely Ramadan, because you know Sha'ban cannot be estimated beyond 30 days. So that's the meaning of estimating. There are actually hadith which prove that. فَإِنْ غُمَّ عَلَيْكُمْ فَأَكْمِلُ الْعِدَّةَ ثَلَاثِينَ Hadith in Bukhari even says, if it's covered up and you can't see the moon on the 29th, then estimate that month of Sha'ban to be 30 days. Make the next day Sha'ban still, because you haven't seen the moon. You don't say, well, just in case, let's make it Ramadan. Because what if the moon wasn't out? That means at the end, if the moon comes out on the 30th, you're going to have fasted 31 days. Ramadan cannot be 31 days. So you don't do that. The hadith says, leave it as 30th day of Sha'ban. Hadith in Bukhari says do that. Then the day after that, start your first day of Ramadan. والحديث فيه رد على الذين يرون وجوب الصيام بالحساب. What if people say, but we can use Google. And on Google you can do the check and it tells you the new moon is out tonight. They have that timetable, everything. They tell you when the new moon is going to come out, when the sun goes down, if it's visible. They tell you all that. And somebody checks and says, okay, look, it's cloud everywhere. You can't see, but look at this on NASA's website or whichever website, BBC weather website. It tells you the new moon is out tonight. Satellites, they're telling you it's there. So now what are you going to do for the next day? You still go what? Yeah, you go check, but it's clouds, you can't see nothing. Clouds, raining, you can't see nothing that night. But the satellite images, or not even images, just their satellite reports, their reports from NASA, from BBC weather, from all these different places, they're telling you the new moon is out tonight. So even though they are telling you with their satellites and everything, the new moon is out. You're saying, well, we went out and looked, we couldn't see. And the hadith says estimate, so we're going to estimate the next day as the 30th of Sha'ban. Even though their satellites are saying the new moon is out tonight. Absolutely. You cannot go off the satellite readings. You cannot go off the satellite readings. The religion isn't made like that. How many people have got satellites? Imagine we all need to use satellites now. You can buy a one billion pound satellite to go check if the moon is there. The religion isn't like that. The religion is simple for everybody to be able to practice. Everybody can practice. You go out, you look. If you can't see it, next day, 30th of Sha'ban, day after that, Ramadan, simple. Nobody needs one billion pound satellite or nothing. You don't go off satellites and things. Even if the satellites, they tell you it's out there tonight. Doesn't matter. The religion tells you, you look. If you don't see it, next day you consider it as Sha'ban 30th. The day after that, Ramadan begins. You need a trustworthy Muslim sighting. Not just a satellite and some organization telling you the moon's going to be out, it's not going to be out. You don't do Islam and Ramadan and fasting and Eid and all this worship 
based upon some satellite report. We do it upon the trustworthy narrations of the sighting. So even if people, and this is what Muslims have a big problem with every year, when you tell them there was no moon sighting anywhere, they say, but the satellite, they all made the calculations, they say the moon is out. What are you talking about? Nobody saw it. The moon, they said it's out. So they say we're going to fast. You tell them you've gone against the sunnah. The sunnah doesn't tell you to do that. The sunnah doesn't say go off the, the calculations. You're supposed to go off the sighting. And if all the Muslims took to that rule, then they wouldn't have a problem. But some Muslims, they stick to the sunnah. They say, look, we are going to do the sighting. There is no sighting, we can't fast. But other Muslims who go against the sunnah, they say, no, the, the calculations, the website, they said the moon is there, so we're going to fast. They are the ones who are doing the wrong and making the problem. Mm. Absolutely. Because how are you going to get the news out otherwise? And how do we know you're trustworthy otherwise? It can't just be somebody putting a tweet out. Well, in England, we don't really have authorities like that. But if there was a way, some sort of authority, and it wouldn't even have to be in England, you could pass on that news to some other relevant authority, maybe a nearest Muslim country. You could do that. Um, possibly, yes, embassy, yes, yes. You could do something like that. If that situation occurred. So you pass that testimony on to some authority who can then spread the news because you can't spread the news yourself. Nobody knows who you are, whether you're trustworthy, whether you're Muslim even. How are people going to know these things? You have to go to the official channel. Embassy, you said, is a good idea. Whatever they request. However that works, Allah, that doesn't matter. It can be verbal, it can be written, whatever the procedure is. But if a Muslim has seen the sighting, then you go give that testimony so that it can be spread by the, the sources. Yeah, that's possible. It is possible. Because the moon, the new moon when it comes out, it is different across the world. Just like you have time zones. Right now it's 8 o'clock in the evening here in uh, 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 America and over there. It's only 4, four o'clock in the afternoon yet. In uh, 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 Australia, it's already maybe 6 o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning. So you have different time zones. The sun comes up at different times in different parts of the world. The moon too. The moon too can come out at different times for the new month in the different parts of the world. It is possible. So it is possible in some countries they may sight the moon on the 29th. And in other countries, they don't sight it till the 30th. That's possible. In that scenario, what do you do then? There are two opinions. Some scholars say, your countries in your area stick with their sighting. So imagine all the way down there in Australia or somewhere, they got a sighting on the 29th, but all the way on this side of the world, Europe and everywhere else, and uh, uh, Africa, and the Muslim countries in Africa and Europe, and all this way, nobody gets any sighting. So what do they do? They're allowed to start fasting the next day. And us guys on this side of the world, we're allowed to start fasting the day after that. Because it's possible the moon came out over there on the 29th, on the east side of the world, and on the west side it didn't. That is possible. So it is possible for some countries to start on one day, and other side of the world countries start on another day. Also, 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 it is possible if a country sights the moon, one sighting, trustworthy sighting, all of the countries can follow that. And that is an opinion many people follow. So normally if an announcement comes, for example, Saudi Arabia, for example, if they make an announcement or some other Muslim country makes an announcement, many other countries around the world follow that announcement. 
They don't say we're going to wait to see if the moon comes out in our area. And that's okay too. You can do that. We, we can do that. Like for example, Saudi Arabia makes an announcement or some other country makes an announcement. We can say that's it. The official announcement has been made by a trustworthy source. We're all going to fast. And you can do that. But if people say, no, we're going to stick to our area and see what happens in our countries, you can do that. They don't accept the sighting, then that's incorrect. Yeah, uh, some people, they don't accept it for other reasons because of, uh, they say that's a different sect and everything. That's wrong. You can't do that kind of thing. You can't reject the sighting because of those reasons. But if you are doing the sighting closest Muslim country to your area, it's possible. It's, it's possible you can do that. Quick. They'll check if you're trustworthy. When you make your witness, they'll be able to ask you if you're trustworthy and find out about you. Anything else? Alright, those two first hadith for today. We'll carry on with the rest of the hadith next week. For the next few weeks now, every Saturday. It's going to be all these different hadith about Ramadan. So next Saturday we'll carry on with the next section at 7 p.m. again, insha'Allah ta'ala. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.